the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And welcome to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio, where our personal politics is unapologetically B1 conservative and our party is Republican and our identity is uncompromisably rooted in the proud heritage of the American descendants of the formerly enslaved. Is that pretty good? <laughs> I like it. Compromisingly rooted. Compromisingly rooted. Oh, exactly. I'm getting tongue tied here. All right, so uh, welcome I back. Tongue tied. I get tongue tied. All right. That that you know I emphasize the uncompromisingly because. You know, people come up to us all the time talking about, uh, why aren't you holding, why aren't you more like Candace? Why aren't you? No, no, you like, told, then you tell me not to talk, not to hey, bag hey, on I'm Candace. Hey, I'm not bagging you told on me Candace. Not to do that. I'm saying uh, I'm not Candace. Well, let's we're talk about gonna, that since we're there. You opened that, that can of worms. I didn't want to go there, but let's go there. All right. So, uh, one of the things that, that we often get the question on is why aren't we more like X, right? In terms of being a conservative and being in the Republican Party. Because the goal is not to be some clone of what the other wants to hear. Yeah, the goal is to be there, be one. That is our the politics. The goal is to be black authentic first. to our yeah. community. And we believe and our community is the black community. Yeah, and we believe that the Republican Party has the answers uh, in terms of the the belief in conservatism, especially economic conservatism. And the issue is uh, issue is uh, B ones getting access to the system, right? And yeah. we see and more and more that's happening more Having and more. Having access to economic empowerment. Yep. And economic empowerment, in our opinion comes through the growing of business centers, of economic centers in uh, urban and rural areas. Yeah, and the big issue that people off, that I often have a gripe with with people is, do you want outcomes or do you want to simply gripe? Right. Because if you want to gripe, there's no in the B1 space, black first space, be it conservative or liberal. There is no end to people who just want to gripe, right? And so I almost got this quote that my father said, but I stopped it. But for outcomes, for outcomes, then there has to be a policy. uh, And how do you get policy along with with along the lines of policy? Mm -hmm. You can. There's nothing wrong with with voicing your opinion and being upset. Everybody. uh, I mean, I feel upset about many things that I Mm -hmm. see happening. Tyree Nichols is one of those. One of those uh, situations where as soon as I saw that, I felt enraged, enraged. And I know that we have to build coalitions Mm -hmm. and go after this with policy. But let's talk about coalition and policy, right? So one, uh, you have to understand that as B1s, right, whether you're B1 Republican like we are or you're a B1 Democrat, you've got to know how the system works, right? How does the system work? So right now, people are trying to get laws passed at a federal level, which, you know, kudos to them, right? But Federal is important. Federal is important, but the real power is at the local level. That's where it counts. Change will occur at the local level. You, the efficacy and policy being put into place will occur at the local level. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is very important to be active on both sides. See, this is the part where I believe that a black agenda is there are, are certain issues that across the board there should be a unified black agenda. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. 
Yeah. This, this is, is one, one of, of them. them. So let's mm-hmm. talk about So one of the things that I got in our comments was, you guys are all over the place. You're talking about health care. You're talking about politics. Pick a lane and stay in it, right? But that mm-hmm. is the lane. That's the lane that black people are in. We're in economics, politics, and our health. Right. And in order to change those things or to change anything in the American system is you have to build coalitions. Mm-hmm. Right. So I yep. go crazy when I when I at least from the well, media I, perspective, I, when they're not building coalitions. I personally think when anybody says pick a lane and stay in it, it's just like when people say, uh, I just want my actors to act and not tell me what they well, think their political <laughs> political ideas are. The reason why people say stuff like that is because they don't want to have to think too much. Well, let, they don't want you challenging what they think. Well, well Tiffany, that, that that chant comes from uh, our side of the aisle. I, I don't care. It's That's wrong. our side of the aisle. Uh-huh. Shut up and And dribble. it's wrong. And once again, that is why we are here. We're not here to represent... Uh, ideology that's flawed. We are here to represent black people. That's the difference between us and the rest. Yep. And how do we represent black right people? There. How do we do that? Uh, with policy change. With policy change and promoting policy change, promoting real black folks coming into this party. Mm-hmm. And by that, I, I'm not discounting whoever else is here. I'm saying people. <laughs> who have a backbone, who believe in black neighborhoods, who grew up and are still uh, have an affinity for, understand all the love and all of the hard work that exists in our communities and who are promoting not fleeing our communities, but in actuality pouring into our communities, pouring into our communities with business, pouring into our communities with our dollars. We do we do a lot of business within the black community because there is excellence. There, black excellence is a real thing. It's not a phrase. It's not a catchphrase. It's not something we pull out just for Black History Month. Every day is Black History Day. Every month is Black History Month. So for us, being black is an all day, every day, 24 hour thing that we think about and live our lives as and live our lives adjacent to whatever you want to say. We, we press out what needs to be done and what our people are asking to be done. We're, we're following the agenda that our people have asked for. Okay, so normally right now, during this time, after all this serious talk, somebody would make a joke, but I'm going to pass on the joke because I agree with that, mm-hmm. which is the reason that we go re- we've been going really hard on the health care front because we look at the things that impact black people the most. And you have nothing and without you have, your health. And you have nothing without your health. And one of the things that uh, a really unique position that that the uh, American descendants of the formerly enslaved have is that when we change things, when we get policies to change, others benefit from them. You have you can just look in no further than the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendment. The 13th Amendment eliminated slavery out of the Constitution. Right. The 14th Amendment uh, should have at that time giving given everybody the right to, to, to access everything free freely in America, but it did not because they wrote it out, right? Mm-hmm. And so those th- those amendments were written specifically for the freedmen at the time, right? They were specifically written for black people. Well, those and are, they were first when challenged. When you say they though, wrote it out, people wrote policy that then negated, negated yep. that, that basically took the teeth out of those two amendments. Yep. And those were the Jim Crow laws that we saw go into yeah. effect. That, those were the things that on the local level, the, those two amendments in, in particular were, were then detoothed. I'm really proud of you, babe. You read all the notes and everything. Yes, for I did. Episode. Y'all. Okay, so he's messing with me because, because in terms of our health, uh, you Stop. know, you, you do, we want to stay here on this on on the need to build coalitions and not switch. That's you. All right, them. all Go right. Ahead. So, the, so the emphasis here, and especially with the with with the Tyree Nichols situation in Ohio, and also like with health issues as well, is there is a need to build coalitions. Mm-hmm. You have to build coalitions in order to make change. And so, when I always ask people, do you want outcome or do you want to simply have grievance? 
because some you can't have them both, right? You can't. Be, well, you can. Well, but hold you, on, because a lot but of people you can't like, get caught up in your grievance. And so, what happens in a lot of B one spaces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You see, I see this on the internet all the time. A lot of B one spaces, we get caught up in the grievance, and it's mm-hmm. a legitimate grievance, yeah. right? But we don't it's want to cause change, mm-hmm. right? And I and I'm more for change, right? I'm I'm more for hey, what benefits us as B ones, as Black first people, and then can we find other people who are in a similar situation that they also benefit from it. What's so, going to benefit our community? So a, so a perfect example of that so a perfect mm-hmm. example of that in this situation where you have these police, right, who by the way were black beating, just beating this guy, beating this kid to death, right, then what we have to do is look across the aisle and see who else is experiencing this. It's not that we uh, and I am not with the all lives matter crowd in the sense that they say all lives matter to simply discount black lives matter and mm-hmm. that they take no action. Well, Any see, American citizen beaten to death by an authority, there has to be accountability for that. It's, it's similar to doctors. Well, but we Police also have to look at the, at the system yeah. because this goes back to uh, a point that, uh, that uh, we have made m- for a long time, and that is, is that police are being trained to be paramilitary groups. And that, that is exactly mm-hmm. what we see here. With these guys. Now, definitely, they're off the rails. Yes. But that's the training. They're being trained as paramilitary, as a paramilitary force mm-hmm. mul- m- across many different uh, cities. That's that's a that's the paradigm. issue. That's the paradigm. That's the paradigm. They're, they're trained as para- paramilitary forces. And then they're enforced uh, they, by unions. Right. Everyone. Yeah. But it, but they're also being taught that the enemy is. A profile for the enemy and the the enemy in their idea is a young black male that looks like this kid. Yeah. You know, and. and But what does that do? When I see that kid, I see a I see a young man who is. I I saw a young girl. Who is nerdy, just like my little nephews. And there is. Nothing about him but, that looks intimidating. But I want you. I, but I want to. Or that looked intimidating. Hold on. I want to build off of that, right? Because what you happen, what you see happen, and I say this all the time: how they treat uh, black people, how they treat American descendants of the formerly enslaved, and how they treat brown people, right? Uh, is how they end up treating everybody in those in those circumstances. And the Bible because, says that how they treat the least of these. Yeah, but 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 mm-hmm. what you see is what you see on those situations is you see that happening. Also to white people mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so poor and they, white people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just poor, they 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 end up doing it to these people, right? Uh, you see, uh, you see a perfect example, Colorado. I don't know what they're doing in Colorado. Uh, there, there's not that many black people, I don't believe, in Colorado, uh, but they are. A lot of those police forces are, are unhinged in how they're responding because to citizens, and they're doing it to black and white, right? You, you, there is no difference. In Arkansas, you saw the same thing. They beat the snot out of that guy. Mm-hmm. They did. We saw it here in Fort Worth several years back, and they just now got the conviction in 2022 where this lady was in her home, and they did a, they did a police drive-by and essentially shot this woman so, and murdered her. So, so to get back to our point, coalitions are important. Coalitions are important. Building coalitions with other groups that are also being impacted in the same way that we see us being impacted. That's an important matter to build policy. And policy is going to be written for all. Policy is always written with a broader view and it's not written uh, for specific groups. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative radio. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org. Take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. All right, and we're back with On the Record with Kevin and... 
Tiffany. On 9.30 a.m., the answer, home of conservative talk radio, where you have the American descendants of the formerly enslaved giving you our opinion of the day. All right. We're talking about building coalitions, right? Yes. And we were, mm-hmm. we were, we were giving examples of things that impact, uh, impact us, right? Impact the American descendants of the formerly enslaved. And because of that, they also have impacts on others, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about that. So let's, let's go into this coalition building because we catch a lot of slack. I wouldn't catch as much as we used to. We catch slack mm-hmm. for being uh, for being conservative and being in the Republican Party. And Somebody so, has to walk in and represent real black folk. <laughs> real black folk, right? That's it. Oh my God. I don't, hey. <laughs> look. Continue, baby. Because <laughs> I'm dealing with people in this party all the time. I'm just saying yeah. what needs to be said. If you don't like what I have to say, get your own radio show and say what you want to say. <laughs> but that is, right? So one of the things, uh, and I'm not going to call this person's name out, but you know them, Tiffany. Uh, so I'm talking to an individual, and they had some different political opinions and everything and I said hey won't you come over into the Republican Party we we need someone like you you know you're not scared you you, you don't mind making you don't mind this is not making people, people feel uncomfortable afraid. yeah this isn't for anybody who wants to be a kiss up in the party right I now I just want to be friends well this isn't the, the job for you yeah, you, you don't want to come rolling with, with Kevin and Tiffany you need to keep you need to go on over there with the other ones yeah so you know while we, I was talking about how Malcolm X and, uh, and uh, Newt Gingrich are Two of our, our kind of our idols right now. You're getting full <laughs> a full impression of it today with Tiffany. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it's to come into the party and seek change. Bring your ideas to seek change. Because I'm very forthcoming about the fact yeah. that. Uh, but the change that we cause for for us will also be change that has impact for others. That mm-hmm. is the historical significance that we've always had in America. That's and right. Th- that's one of the things the that's driven that- home uh, a patriotism. Uh, amongst amongst us, right? So let's and we're looking for change for economic change in underserved communities, which are historically mm-hmm. urban communities and and uh, black communities. But we don't see us uh, uh, black people as a monolith. There's a there are all different types of people across the black community, uh, but what we are all experiencing mm-hmm. as is being treated as a monolith and not having uh, e- equitable access to the same economic empowerment that others in our culture have. But that also incur uh, things such as in our field, in our particular realm, healthcare, right? And so that's why we're mm-hmm. big advocates there. And that's why we're drawing that, uh, that connection across that. Because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. If you yep. lose your health, you have nothing. It doesn't matter how big your bank account is. It doesn't matter how, how uh, much power mm-hmm. you think you have. Uh, if you do not have your health, you have nothing. All right. And so one of the things that uh, that that in this space and our space being we're going to transition to health, talk about health. Right. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I got some emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of the things that, uh, that that I get criticized for is calling people out. Right. And so uh, and I want to talk about that. Right. So if you look at the last 40 years of data. Uh, in in the kidney health space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kidney health space, it, it's all looked like a hockey stick. It starts off low and it keeps growing, 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 growing yeah. as far as the number of people who end up in end-stage renal disease, right. as far as the amount of money that's being made on end-stage renal disease, right? And then, well, so you have all these things here. And, and also I, the various other stages of kidney yeah. disease because and there are also people, the, the other stages of kidney disease besides stage five, uh, the the dollars are three to one to stage five. Yeah. So, you, so you're talking about a major money. This yeah. Week. But what I what I didn't see in this space is I didn't see anyone who a lot of a lot of organizations are stating their kidney. They are advocates for patients. Right. And they do a lot of good things in terms of policy. But the thing that I didn't see was I didn't see anyone as a true advocate in the sense of 
educating people, going out and educating and advocating for patients having the right to know where they were in the stage of chronic kidney disease, where patients have the right to know what are the options out there for them and their treatment in language that they can understand. Because Mm -hmm. doctors and people in the medical field will always say they're for the free economy. I'm for the free economy. I like the free economy. The free economy has given us iPhones. The free economy has given us these lovely technology. It's given us all these wonderful things that people, a majority of people who look like us, don't have access to. Mm-hmm. Right? And We're it's not because it's not economy. there. I mean, we have multiple hospitals. I think we have 10 or 11 hospitals here in Bear County alone, all top notch, right? U, uh, UT Health Science. Unbelievably smart, Look, bright people, great. We're Methodist, all for the great. free economy. Uh, what we find is that the the access to the free economy yep. uh, is often but, blocked, and the, but, the goalposts are moved but, when when uh, black people start. Let's stop one. It's not just the access to to the actual medical care, but the access to the latest technology, the and the technology. access to the knowledge. To, yeah. There is there is a lack of transparency and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, being transmitted, be, being given to the patient. Patients are mm-hmm. not being given the uh, latest drugs, right? Because there are some uh, inhibitors, the SGLT2 inhibitors, um, that are slowing and even in some cases and- stopping the progression of kidney disease. They are a diabetes drug. They assist with, with type 2 diabetes, with weight loss, with uh, and so- and a sundry of different things. Uh, also, the, the uh, cardio infarctions that most people suffer. They're yeah. helping with... So- with uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. So this medication that we're talking, that Tiffany's talking about, is essentially like the iPhone landing. Could you imagine? It's the been iPhone? around for 10 years. Well, it's been proven mm-hmm. in the last five mm-hmm. to where everyone's on board mm-hmm. that it has these benefits. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially like the iPhone landing and everyone's saying, eh, it's all right. You know, the iPhone, mm-hmm. you got a bunch of droid haters, right? Or the mm-hmm. Samsung droid landing and like, eh, it's all right. You know, we're still trying to get everybody to get it, right? We're still trying to get everyone to adopt it, right? So you're telling me you can, that, that in a free economy, people can convince people to buy a $1,000 handheld computer that has a phone in it, but we can't do the same thing and convince people and put it in a language that they understand to access this medication, Right. And then the onus is put back on them for not knowing about it or not asking the question back on the patient, on the patient. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. And so that is what I was like, hey, we're going to break from the traditional patient advocate. Well, we're going to actually push for a research that actually shows that black and brown people respond to medication and not accept these tropes that patients simply don't care about their health. Well, I'm and we're building say, coalitions around that. That's how Kevin says that. I'm going to say it like this. We are going to stick to being actual patient advocates and not sycophants for doctors. That's what we are doing. We're patient advocates. So that means when we see that something is not being done properly, we're going to address it. It doesn't mean that you have to be nasty to anyone. It does mean that sitting there and watching while something as important as SGLT2 inhibitors are not being prescribed by uh, nephrologists. Those would be kidney doctors. And, not being and I shouldn't say they're not being prescribed. They're being prescribed at a rate of 1.26% of nephrologists nationwide are prescribing them. So if only 1% of them are prescribing the very mechanism that could slow the progression of the disease, and, and most nephrologists will adhere to and tell you that their goal is to improve your health. Well, then how does this go along with that? We're going to call BS when we see it. And Yeah. And so what you're going to see from uh, not just on the show, but with. And the, I think with, those things are multifactorial. So we're, we're not like one dimensional in that. Oh, you know, there, there's just some nefarious reason. We don't know what the reason is, but we have to call and and shed light on the fact that this is not happening. Yeah, this, we, the we outcome to, is is that we're not receiving. Yeah, we have to show that the what the outcome is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to. I have a good friend in Beaumont. His name's Kent, and good conservative <laughs> I love friend. Kent. And he always <laughs> says, "Kevin, everything isn't about race. 
But when it's about race, it's about race. Mm -hmm. You don't walk away from it. You address it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so not everything is about race. But I know historically, if I improve how my group of people is being treated, it will improve everybody. Mm -hmm. rate of being treated because there is nothing sadder than seeing a proud working man right now or woman woman, right can no longer take care of their family they are they're going into kidney failure Mm -hmm. right and they didn't know and when you sit there as a patient advocate and you look at their blood work you see that person going you see it moving that way you can see it in the blood work and yet often often the medical professionals that are looking at that blood work do not inform the patient until the latter stages of the disease. Mm-hmm. And even then, and most the, they, they inform the, the patient. communication is such that the patient doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. But by the time that they're informed by it, of it, mm-hmm. right, they've lost 40, 60 percent from 40 to 60 percent of their kidney function. And that's it, it's. It is devastating. It's devastating to them and their family. You know, uh, it's the depression and the uh, adjustment, the devastation to their financial situation. Even if they, even if they're middle class, they're about to lose that status yeah. because you they can't work at the same rate that they were working mm-hmm. at. I mean, it's just it, it's it is a, your life is literally turned upside down. And if they don't get if they don't have chronic kidney disease, they have cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so here in a sundry of there's other a problems. sundry of other problems that happen, and so. That's why we're passionate. That's why we're passionate yeah. about building uh, coalitions, right? Because for us, because it's with, about outcomes. And with one in three Texans, one in three Americans at risk for kidney disease, it's an everybody problem, not a one somebody problem. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930. AM the answer will we give it to you straight. All right, and we're back with on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on nine thirty. Tiffany and Kevin on nine thirty a.m. The answer, home of conservative talk radio. All right, Tiffany. So one of the things that I like to understand, messy Kevin, you messy. (laughs) One of the things that I like to understand is how do systems work, right? Mm -hmm. How are things working? What do we need to do to address the issue? Who do we need to build coalitions with, right? And uh, and and we go from there, right? So let's talk about the system right so i feel like whenever i criticize the medical system or hospitals right i feel like i'm criticizing a teacher right it it Mm -hmm. feels like that because they're Mm -hmm. important they're important to our health they're important to everything right but here's the thing right that i always keep this in mind right it's generally a third third of the people are good third of the people are okay third of the people suck Right. Forever. Mm-hmm. In, in different degrees. Mm-hmm. There's not an extreme. Everyone has different degrees of this. Right. And one of the things that then I, I said this in the previous sec, uh, session uh, of, the, of the show is that drives me crazy is and, and it's going to sound rhetorical is that we are in America. Mm-hmm. Right. We're in America. We come up with more gadgets and event inventions. It's America. So when, I, when I'm like, we're in America, how is it that we still have disproportionate outcomes? And I simply don't believe the statement or the, the generally held view in the in the diabetes and uh, chronic kidney disease space. Right. That it's because people don't care about their health. Oh, you get that gosh. all the time. People don't yeah. care about their health. And so I, there's really nothing we can do about it. And they will, just don't care. I will say that we have some of the best hospitals in the country right here yeah. in San Antonio and uh, best in, in Texas, too. Yeah. Right. And even in this space, you hear that often because that is across the board a a uh, an excuse, a, for my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it it's kind of baked into many of these systems that we deal with right now. And when you, I mean, I was just talking to a legislator's uh, uh, health aide, right? And uh, she's somebody that has a, you know, has worked in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we started talking about this, oh, well, they just don't, she was talking about people 
you know, here in San Antonio, they just don't care about their health. They just don't care about about uh, about taking their medicine on time. Or, and that's not true. Not true at all. There's nothing there. That is not that blanket statement cannot and should not be made about black and brown people. It shouldn't about be made anybody. about people, period. People. Now, and it I, shouldn't be made about about people and their health because most people do care about their health, regardless of what their ethnicity is. And tying caring about your health to, to somebody's ethnicity is ridiculous. But most people care about their health. They are not being communicated with in such a manner that they, one— have the transparency of even knowing what their health mm-hmm. status is because in, in the kidney space, they don't have to report to you that you're, you're in whatever stage of kidney disease that you're in until after uh, stage three. That is the recommended, uh, that is best practices, recommended best practice to the physicians. Well, that does not mean that uh, the the other stages, it is recommended that they monitor. But Monitoring when, is not defined. So it is being interpreted that, uh, okay, we're going to monitor, but we're not going to say anything to yeah, the patient. Yeah, but that, yeah. Often it's interpreted often that way. It's, interpreted it's not that. always, not in every case, but often it is. And, we'll, and I'll, leave, I'll leave a couple uh, uh, links in the show note that talk about that. But the system itself, right, if I, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me not to be cynical, right, but, so, but I'm just going to give you facts, right? But if you look He's at. He's the cynical one. I'm the optimistic one. <laughs> Girl, Somewhere. we're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not in trouble. I'm, I'm realistic. Because okay. I deal with these doctors, so right. I'm realistic. <laughs> I know what they're about. All right, so hold on, hold <laughs> on. All right, so let's talk about just the numbers, right? When you look at the numbers, right? Because I always hear, I always hear Tiffany's uh, uncle Abe in my head when I'm looking at the numbers. So uh, the numbers show, and when you look at it, we're going to talk about where the money is as far as far as treatment, right? The money shows if you follow the money, the treatment is in dialysis. That's where the money's at, all right? So at a minimum, if you go by Medicare, I mean, yeah, Medicare uh, pay rates, it's 88000 just for dialysis. You're not including the other items that come along with that. You're not including infections, right? Because if you're on dialysis, you also get infections. So that is another expense. And always remember, someone else, someone's expense is someone else's revenue. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind, right? So oh. your, your car mm-hmm. note expense is revenue to whoever you're paying the car note to, right? So, uh, so you have dialysis. That's eighty-eight thousand. We're talking Medicare. We're not talking private insurance, right? And then you're talking the other things that go along with that. There are infections that you can get from dialysis, right? There's a whole whole host of other things that you that can go along as far as the treatment that you need, right? So the money is in on on end stage renal on end stage renal disease on, on chronic kidney disease is in dialysis. Okay, if you look at diabetes. Right. And diabetes, the money is in the amputation. Are you, Kevin, are you saying that people are doing this or causing these things to happen? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just telling you facts, facts. Mm-hmm. You can look this up on the one thing our government's good at is collecting data. <laughs> right. They collect a lot of data. Right. So just facts say the money is in amputation. Those are facts and, and related to heart disease. The cardiologists are the, are, the, are the fun, are the most fun group of people that I, I encounter because they're like, hey, this can be solved by this, this, and this, right? They're very practical people. But yeah, then the money in cardiology is in stents, stents and mm-hmm. surgery. That's where the money is, right? That, those are facts. You can look that up, right? And so the money is in when someone is, say, on the south side of town, they have to return to the hospital because of uh, some some related form of diabetes or they have to have an amputation or they have an ulcer on their toe. Any number of those things, that's where the money's at. He's talking about the south side of San Antonio. Yeah, the south side of San Antonio. everybody else that's listening that's down in the valley and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's where the money is. Those are facts, right? And it's hard not to be cynical when you see the facts and then you see how slowly the information is getting to our people. And so uh, so where he is cynical, I am like... You're hopeful, right? Yes, because I, I, when you look at this, this is a matter of it has to... We have to change uh, how people are incentivized and, 
and mm-hmm. make outcomes better outcomes yep. and, and we see that in in uh in legislation that that has has been passed federally but you know that, the one thing that's missing tiffany nobody includes the patient all mm-hmm. these decisions are happening. Uh, you read all the literature, you read all of the literature, and they're still debating on how do we tell the cl- how do we tell the patient? I say client. How do we tell the patient? Should we tell the patient? There's actually yeah, debate actual on that, which I think that. is crap, which is right, which is complete nonsense. Oh, it's just right. And so the other thing, right? We did a screening uh, in uh, at Sacred Heart, right? We did a screening at Sacred Heart. And so uh, I'm always conscious to not say nephrologist, I always say kidney doctor, uh, that you need to go see a kidney doctor, right? And the, the one thing that just drives me bananas is when you talk to people and you ask them questions like, hey, have you talked to your doctor, et cetera, et cetera, and they'll say, yes, but he was saying some stuff I don't mm-hmm. understand. They don't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what drives this home, and I shared this last week, was that I had a friend who had a surgery. Uh, right. And so she made me the designated person. Right. The contact because she didn't want her family. It was being all involved in just a bunch of crazy and drama going on. And the, 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 the surgeon, very competent. That guy mm-hmm. was very, very, very good. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when he calls me on the phone after she gets out of surgery, he says, and I'm going to summarize real quick. He says, I would index just from the visual, the visual sight of the tumor based on what I've done, all the surgeries he's done, this guy's extremely competent. You know, it doesn't look as if it's malignant, just vis- based on the visual observation. But don't hold me to that. Okay, I understood that. And he said, I would index the probability of it not being cancerous at about 85. Right? Now, for those of you who are smart people, you probably understood that. And I had to, and then he was going to hang up. And I said, whoa, 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 <laughs> don't hang up because I need to repeat to you what you just, what I think I heard you say, because now I've got to transmit this information to other people. And I don't want any misunderstanding because my friend would, would come, when, once she got off the, uh, out of the situation, there'd be hell to pay. And I didn't want to deal with those issues, right? So mm-hmm. I said, this is what I think I hear you saying. You're telling me based on your experience and the tumor doesn't look like it's cancerous, but don't hold you to that. You're just basing this on on your on, on what you've seen. And I know you guys are extremely conservative. You, you seem fairly optimistic that it's not cancerous. And you also but you still have to go send it off and test it. Right. And but you also when you said index, you feel about 80 percent sure of this, 80 to 90 percent. Right. And he corrected a couple. I had some other things. He corrected a couple other things that that's exactly right. I said, okay, right. But had I not corrected that, right, first. And everybody (laughs) doesn't have the capacity to to filter through. Mm -hmm. Oh, and and by the way, it it was non-cancerous, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's doing well, and we're all very happy. But that very language was what people complained about. Was mm-hmm. that you didn't communicate it well, or I didn't understand it, right? And then at the same time, in the system, right, doctors to begin with don't have a lot of time. And that doctor was friendly and, and not— He's one of the, the better doctors, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you encounter doctors and uh, the level of—you know, we have to have doctors confident in themselves. Yeah, so but, but, but sometimes that can translate into uh, a degree of—, mm-hmm. of of aloofness and uh, that can definitely be perceived as arrogance, um, and it's de- and so that too plays into. But here's the other thing: is that patients aren't hostile. Yeah, they're not. They're they're Everyone trying to get I've the information. Everyone I've talked to, they were very empathetic. They had reasons. And sometimes why. patients are 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 intimidated, so they're sitting there trying to. Understand what you're saying, and and even what if, the doctors. But saying. even when you're saying it, because I've been to the physician, I'm writing down questions, and then mm-hmm. he's got his person there helping him write notes, and we're all three of us writing notes, trying to triangulate everything. And I don't think of questions until after I don't know, after the fact, mm-hmm. right? But the system itself, when you take all of that, I have this belief, right, that if stuff is not happening right, and we're getting bad outcomes in America, it's the system. Yeah, it's the wrong system. It. That it's something wrong with the system. It's something wrong with how people are being incentivized yeah. within the system. It's not that everybody's nefarious. It's not that everyone's nefarious, but I think because we get so busy, and, man, uh, and we often, just go with the system. Well, you know, uh, and uh, let me make this point, and then we'll we'll close. But uh, often it is that 
it's that we're reactionary. It's oh, we know about reactionary. We're in the it's it's reactionary. Baby. A lot of this is is uh, in medicine is is reactionary. Where they're reacting to a problem. So when you see a doctor, it's often him or her reacting to whatever you came in there for. And so the just the teaching and the the helpfulness and the transparency may not always get to you because it's three to seven minutes of their time. So. And and you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where we're giving it to you straight. Is that what we said, Tiffany? (laughs) There you go. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, on the record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930 AM, The Answer, where you are getting uh, B1 Republican Perspective. And we're giving it to you straight. No chaser, baby. No chaser. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you, my, my belief, right, is, you know, we've, we, we've identified things, right, that, that we know need to be addressed within the, in the system. Um, so we're adjusting. So within health care. Within, within health care. Well, our primary is health care, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's our focus, right, uh, primarily. In the well, yeah, we, we are, you know, our purpose and drive in life is healthcare because we know without your health you have nothing and i've said that several times during this during uh today's session but you know throughout this pandemic and today i'm wearing all of my mother's gold if you were able to see this if you're not looking at it on youtube i'm wearing all of my mom's things that she uh bought for me because it's her birthday today uh we're filming this on uh on february 14th so my mom's a valentine's day baby and uh, throughout this pandemic, I've, I've, you've heard me say this before, I've lost over 70 family and friends. And the one thing that I know is that uh, my purpose in life and my calling is to, is, is to uh, enlighten people about their health care and about ways and, and to find ways and solutions for us to work together with doctors and medical professionals to get the best outcome for every single patient that comes into, uh, into union with the health care system. And in order to do that, we have to play full out. We got to do everything that we need to do in order to uh, make that happen. So for me, playing full out means that uh, I don't have... Uh, connection with with uh, uh, people that's inauthentic. So okay. inauthenticity, calling things that that are uh, wrong within the system or flawed within the system. That's the job. All right, I'm going to be a little be more sterner than you, right? Because I kind of gave for those of you watching me on YouTube. So let me go. Aunt Tiffany, I thought she was going to – we had a, a, a joke a few moments ago before the show, and I thought she was going to have the joke, but she didn't. That's why you, you saw know. it go on my face. I didn't so my, uh, see, I, okay, I, see, so I keep – I come from – What happens at okay. Salem stays at Salem. I keep it I, I come from <laughs> I come from a uh, – I come from the financial industry, corporate America, right? And in corporate America, we have measurements, right? And you want to measure everything, you know, because we have these outcomes that we want, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and we go in, we do deep dives on the outcomes, the processes and procedures that give us that. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, here's the outcome we want. What do we have to adjust to, right? So one of the outcomes that, the outcome that we want is that uh, black people have access to medical care that is going to improve the health care. Right. And I know because that's what I want, I'm going to have to work with other people. Right. To get them also the same thing. Right. As I shared earlier, that is the historical precedent. I know that if I get black people, if I get the American descendants of the formerly enslaved, the things that they need to better their health, their lives. Right. Other people are also going to get those things. Those are facts. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm only for me and my group. No, I'm for all Americans. 
Right. And I know that the way to improve all Americans is to get the things that my people need as well. That's right. It's, it's, it's just going to happen. We're, and we're what that's going to do blazing a trail for yeah, our, we're blazing a trail. But the trail has the already been on. set for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that in that process, I'm going to have to uh, build coalitions with other people. Right. That's it. That it's going to improve their well, lives. The ability to blaze the that build. trail has been open with policy, with the ability to enact policy and procedures. Yeah, and so that is the way, policy and procedure. But more, most importantly is the education of the patient consumer about what their options are, about the ways to get their options, right? And then also, in this particular situation, we have to educate people in, 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 in a way that makes it very simple, very plain. So all of that being said, I am far more practical. Not, pra- not that Tiffany isn't practical, but I'm very, we need to do this, we need to do this. There are steps and things that we need to do to get it done. And so what you're going to see on the website, and it's coming, the, 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 the tech people are working overtime because, uh, uh, yeah, she's in woohoo, but she's a, she's a taskmaster, right? Because we want to leave a trail where our health here in Bear County of, of all of all of our citizens is improving and in the great state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to do in that we want to leave a legacy, a legacy that. of that. So what we're mm-hmm. having to do is break from the traditional uh, kidney uh, advocate role. And also mm-hmm. what we're doing, we're not the only people doing this at a national level. They're just not doing it from what I can see at a local level well, is we're, we're partnering with other people who haven't, who haven't traditionally partnered. And we're with modeling them. how this can be done in every County across the United States, because uh, for us, um, we know that we're more alike than we are different. Yep. And uh, people, need the same things. Yep. They need good health. They need economic opportunity. Um, and and what we're doing is the piece that we know we can do. We can provide uh, mechanisms and opportunities for better health. We can address the social determinants of health that are impeding better health. Yeah. So what we're what Texas Kidney Foundation is doing under uh, my leadership and Kevin's is we are providing access to care in ways that it's never been provided before. Yeah, and it's the information. People need the information and need to be equipped mm-hmm. with advocacy, especially now in the new in this new age where we have medications. You know, if we'd have talked ten years ago, doctors had a good reason not to tell, not to uh, give people information about chronic kidney disease because the medications were limited. Yeah. But in twenty twenty three, there's no reason. Yes, and there's and there is the evidence. That backs up the communication. Yeah. So this isn't the, the this, medication. This isn't me and Tiffany out there trying to uh, push some supplement. No, these mm-hmm. are this is There's, medication. This it's is out there. This is Harvard University saying that that University of Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania. This is Cadigo. Mm-hmm. This is John Hopkins. That's right. This is every major uh, uh, nephrology program. In the United States, that is saying SGLT2 inhibitors are a game changer Mm -hmm. for kidney patients who have diabetic nephropathy, which means the kidney patients with diabetes, and then kidney patients also who are non, uh, who don't have diabetes. Mm -hmm. It's having implications, positive implications for cardiovascular disease, positive implications for obesity. So, you know, we're ringing the bell where uh, others have not. Yeah, and, others, and there are others that are ringing the bell too. Where others are not on the local level, right? And what we're trying to do also is help our patients and our medical professionals, because primary care physicians uh, are mainly the ones who are managing uh, kidney disease patients. There just aren't enough nephrologists in the nation to to manage everybody that has. 
some stage of okay, kidney disease. Okay, Tiffany, we're on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Or that, and I know what's going to be running through everybody's mind. Are you guys on the take from Big Pharma? Because, you know, everyone no, we talk to says, unless you know someone no, at Big not. Pharma who specifically on this issue wants to give us money no, to ring the bell. No, we're not. I'd be happy to, to uh, take money from, from uh, Big Pharma. But, no, we are not. What we are is looking for the best outcomes. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the best outcomes. And our bank account says that we're not on the big <laughs> farmer because we're the ones who are bankrolling most of what goes on with Texas Kidney Found. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, so no, uh, that's not it. It's this medication is a game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer. And, and here's the thing. For us with Texas Kidney Foundation, I can't speak for everybody else. As I stated before, I've... Between Kevin and me, we've lost nearly 70 family and friends in the last three years. There's of all no, stripes and colors and that's backgrounds. Right, that's right. Because uh, uh, when you see the light go out in somebody's eyes, when you see, when you lose someone and it didn't have to happen, it's, it changes who you are, how you show up. It changes you. It changes how you show up. And for us, we choose to show up and show out and call things that shouldn't be uh, happening out. We choose to show up and, and, and expose the things that are great. Like mm-hmm. the SGLT2I. But it's good for the economy of the, uh, of the medical system, right? Is mm-hmm. You're saying you're free, a uh, free market system, right? So if that's what you truly are, let's educate patients. Let's give them all their options. Let's not filter. You don't get to determine if the medication is too expensive for someone. Right. And let's that's encourage not let's something en- that a doctor yeah. should be deciding let's encourage, about let's en- patients. Financial let's encourage. Situation. Let's encourage our wonderful mm-hmm. hospitals, our wonderful uh, medical systems here in our in, in our county and in our city to figure out a way to make these medicines cheaper, to figure out, yeah. build out a program where we screen where they are screening the most vulnerable, and we know those are people with diabetes and hypertension, right? Every hospital, every practice uh, should have a, a, a kidney screening program for people who mm-hmm. fall in those two categories because they're the most at risk, and fifty and, and they're 50% of the cost between diabetes and hypertension of the people who go you know, to end-stage renal disease. There are, there are options here. You know, 44% of the hospitals in the United States are 340B hospitals. 340B hospitals get a special break on uh, prescriptions. I mean, right there, there's an opportunity for hospitals were they to have a a uniform screening program uh, for them to be able to disseminate the SGLT2Is and have a serious impact on the number of people who are suffering from diabetes have an impact on the diabetes numbers and subsequently the chronic kidney disease and cardiovascular numbers. and cardiovascular. Let me, I mean, my goodness, what a healthcare me, revolution that would be. And you've been listening to 9:30 a.m. You've been listening to on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on 9:30 a.m. The answer, and Kevin. home of conservative talk radio. You've been enjoying on the record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com and join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.